One may not sit down in front of a barber close to the time of Mincha until one has done as it is forbidden to take a haircut close to the time of Mincha unless you have already done in Mincha. And there are certain things the Rabbana do not allow you to do when it reaches close to the time to dab, as the Rabbana were afraid that you might get so involved that you end up forgetting to dab. Now, this is not referring to Shabbos. It's referring to the entire week. One may not do certain things close to the time of Mincha. The reason why this mission is brought down in Masech Shabbos, even though it has no relevancy to Shabbos, is because it is similar to one of the Lachas that are brought down in the next mission. So, therefore, this mission is also brought down in Mitzvah Shabbat. Now that was the mission said that one may not take a haircut close to the time of Mincha. The mission is referring to the earliest time to daven Mincha, which is Mincha Gedol. The earliest time to daven is the middle of the seventh hour of the day. And close to that time, within a half hour of that time, one may not take a haircut. So therefore, from the beginning of the seventh hour of the day, one may not take a haircut until one has already daven Mincha. Now even though taking a haircut does not take a long time, even so there are a were afraid that if you were allowed to take a haircut, you might end up forgetting to dab it, as maybe the scissors will break and they'll have to find a replacement. And by the time they find a replacement and you get your haircut, it could be you'll forget to dab in mincha. Lo yikaneis adon lamerchat, velo laborsuki, velo lechal, velo lodin. There are certain other things you're not allowed to do from the beginning of the seventh hour of the day until you have dab in mincha. You cannot enter a bathhouse until you dab in mincha. And our brother were afraid that maybe you'll get weak from the heat of the bathhouse and you'll pass out and you'll end up not davening mincha. And so too you cannot enter a tannery to work on the hive from the beginning of the seventh hour of the day. And maybe you'll see some problem with the hive. And by the time you get around to working on it and you finish your work, you'll forget to daven mincha. And so too you cannot eat from the beginning of the seventh hour of the day even a small su'uda until you have already davened mincha as maybe the suda will take longer than you anticipate, and you will forget to dab a mincha. And so, too, if you are a dying, if you're a judge and you're hearing cases, you're not allowed to hear cases from the beginning of the seventh hour of the day until you have dab and mincha. And even if the judge had already heard the Bali Dinam and are ready to make a decision, even so, they cannot sit down to judge a case prior to dab and mincha, and maybe somebody will say something that will cause them to rethink their position, and it will be like the beginning of the case again, and they'll forget to dive a mincha because they'll be so involved in the case. Even though you're not allowed to do any of these activities without having first dive a mincha, but if you did go ahead and start one of these activities after the beginning of the seventh hour of the day, you can go ahead and complete it, even though you haven't dive a mincha yet, as long as there's still enough time to dive a mincha after you complete the activity. Now, what's considered having started one of these activities? Now, with regards to taking a haircut, once you put the apron on your clothes and that keeps the hair off your clothes, that's considered having started to take a haircut, and you can go ahead and complete the haircut and dive a mincha afterwards. And with regards to entering a bathhouse, once you've taken off one article of clothing, that's considered having started the haircut, and you can go ahead and complete the activity. And with regards to tanning hides, once you have tied up your sleeves and readied yourself to start working on the hide, that's considered having started, and you can complete it and dive in afterwards. And with regards to eating, once you wash your hands prior to eating, that's considered having started the suda, and you can complete the suda and dive in afterwards. 
And with regard to a judge sitting down to judge a case, once they have put on their talus, that's considered having started to judge a case. And the judges in those days would wear a talus when they judge a case in order that they will sit in fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and once they put on the talus, that's considered the beginning of judging a case. And if they had already put on a talus for a previous case, then once they have heard some of the claims of the Baladin, and that's considered having started the case, and they can complete to judge a case before davening Mincha. Somebody who is learning Torah must interrupt his learning in order to read the Kriyashma. But he does not have to interrupt his learning in order to daven. As Kriyashma has a set time in a Torah, as the Pesach says, when you lie down and when you get up. So since it has a set time, one must interrupt his learning in order to read the Kriyashma. As opposed to davening, even those that hold that davening is Minatora, but does not have a set time in a Torah, one must daven each day Minatora, but not a specific time. Only Midorabanan is there a set time to daven, so therefore, since it is only a Chiyah Midorabanan, one does not have to interrupt his learning in order to daven. Now, the Mephorshim explains, this mission is only referring to great people of Hashem ben Yerichai and his friends, the only thing they do is learn. They don't stop their learning even for a second. So since they don't stop their learning even for a second, they do not have to interrupt their learning for davening, since it's only Midorabanan. But anybody else who is not on this level must interrupt his learning to daven, even though davening is only Midorabanan. A tailor is not allowed to carry his needle outside into Rosh Hashanah and close to dark before Shabbat, lest he forget about Shabbat and end up carrying the needle outside on Shabbat. And he would be high for Hutzah. He would be high for carrying on Shabbat in Rosh Hashanah. And even though he's not carrying the needle in his hand, instead it's inserted into his clothing. But that's a normal way for a tailor to carry a needle. And therefore, he would be high for Hutzah if he carries out the needle on Shabbat with it inserted in his clothing. And so too, a scribe is not allowed to carry his pen outside into Rosh Hashanah, close to Shabbat, lest he forget about Shabbat and end up carrying out his pen on Shabbat. And even if he's not carrying the pen in his hand, instead it's tucked behind his ear, that's the normal way for a scribe to carry a pen, and he would be chayef rosa if he does so on Shabbos. That a person is not allowed to brush out his clothing for life by the light of a candle on Shabbos. And so too, you cannot read a book by the light of a candle on Shabbos. The Rabbana decreed that if you have an oil candle, you cannot read or brush out your clothing next to the oil candle. Because the Rabbana were afraid that if the oil candle is not shining brightly, you might forget that it's Shabbos and tip the oil of the candle in order that the candle will shine brighter. And you'll be higher for the Malach of Havar. You're higher for the Malach of causing a flame on Shabbos since by tipping the oil, you're causing the flame to shine brighter. So therefore, you cannot read a book nor brush out your clothing next to the light of an oil candle. In truth, that a chazan, which is referring to a melamed tinoko, the teacher of children, he's allowed to glance at his safer by the light of an oil candle on Shabbat to see where the children are up to, but he himself cannot read the entire parsha by the light of the candle. And just to glance at the safer to see where the children are up to, that is permitted by the light of an oil candle, but not to read the entire safer. While the children themselves would be allowed to read from a safer by the light of an oil candle on Shabbat, and since the teacher is standing right there, they would not dare to tip the oil candle in the presence of their teacher. 
Kayotibo, similarly, the Rabbanan also decreed, Lo Yoho Hazav in Hazavah, a Zav is not allowed to eat a Suda together with a Zava. Because of Hergla because if they eat a Suda together, they might end up having relations together. And it's forbidden to have relations with a Zava. A Zava has a din of a Nida, and there is a Chiyav card for having relations with her. So therefore, even though the husband himself is a Zava, he is Tame, he is not allowed to eat together with his wife, who is a Zava, lest they end up having relations together and be Chiyav card.